0: Hello, you play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. Uh, Playoffs? What are we talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game.
1: Jose, 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 Jose. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the NFL in the Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wilkes, with your co host, Jose Faraz. Today, we will be discussing the AFC North. We've gone through the East, we've gone through the West. Now we're going through this division, the AFC North. A lot going on in this division this offseason. We all know what's going on with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. A lot of uncertainty there. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a new quarterback, Big Ben. A long career, finally over. Near the the back end of his career was pretty tough for him. But overall, a borderline Hall of Fame career. Actually, let's get things started there. Do you think Big Ben's a Hall of Famer?
0: Uh, Hey, Jeremy. Welcome, everyone uh, that's listening to us. I I love the chant. I love the energy. Uh, Yeah, I think... I think Big Ben. Well, that's a tough question to be honest. Kind of caught me off guard. I I think he's he is a Hall of Famer. I, I mean, he... th- I was just
1: thinking about it because, yeah, obviously Mitch Trubisky's coming in there. So I was like, just thinking what your thoughts were on Big Ben and and uh, whether he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Like the back end of his career was, was not great by any means. Um, he he never like took care of his body the way other guys like Tom Brady um even like manning other like guys from the same era did so i feel like he well he did win two super bowls he never had an mvp season even though he had pretty good seasons during like the late like the early 2010s i think he is a borderline hall of famer like i'm gonna ask you something is eli manning in the hall of famer because if eli manning is a hall of famer then big ben is for sure too right
1: yeah, that that's a tough one. I mean, Eli Manning has two Super Bowls over the goat and no one no one else. Him and Nick Foles are the only guys that have beaten Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, which is absolutely absurd. But Eli Manning has a career like 500 record, right? Big Ben's yeah. been on winning teams his whole career. He's won a couple Super Bowls. How many Super Bowls? Two, right?
0: Two Super Bowls, yeah. Two
1: Super Bowls. He's won two Super Bowls and despite his back end, the back end of his career being quite poor honestly uh he put together a lot of really good years so i would say i would lean big ben for sure over over eli if i'm gonna compare the two yeah i think big ben's a hall of famer i I agree i agree yeah okay so i guess let's let's move on right to his uh his replacement mitch trubisky coming in over from buffalo he hasn't had a starting job since his days with the bears a couple years ago what are your thoughts on mitch trubisky
0: Trubisky is actually an interesting case because, well, we all know he got uh, overdrafted, right? He was drafted before Mahomes and Watson. He never should have been. Uh, he only had, like, a, one good year at North Carolina. He came into the NFL. He was decent. Uh, he surprised a little bit as, like, a rushing threat sometimes with the Bears. But he was never good enough to, to put them over the hump. He did, like, the Bears did make the playoffs one year with him. They had a, a good season. I think he was his second or third year in the league. But overall, I think he's he's a breach quarterback. He's a guy who struggles to read the field. He is not able to go through progressions fast enough to to dissect defenses. If you if you game plan against Trubisky, you're likely to have a, a successful game defensively against him just because like I said, he's not the guy that's gonna outsmart you, especially pre-snap and post-snap. Like he's not going to be able to adjust the offense to whatever creative of a defensive scheme that you throw at him. But at the same time, he's a guy that is capable of executing like a simple offense. He's capable of, you know, doing some RPOs. Uh, he's capable of running uh, option plays. He's, he's not he's not a terrible quarterback. I would say I think he's better than people give him credit for. Sometimes he was a very good backup last year for the Bills. Like, I feel like the Bills uh, did a great job signing him for cheap in case, like, Josh Allen went down. I think that's the ideal place for a guy like Trubisky to be like a high end backup, a guy who can step up, maybe win games late in the season for you if your starter goes down, maybe even like win one playoff game, maybe even have like a magical playoff run like Nick Foles did. But consistently win games and and get to the playoffs, especially in a tough AFC, I don't think so. And I think the Steelers agree with me, right? Because they drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round. So I don't think they see Trubisky as a long-term solution at the quarterback position. But he is going to be given the chance to start. So unless he loses the starting job to Pickett in training camp, I think that... This is probably like his last chance to prove to the NFL and prove to me because I, I, I frankly I don't say it, that he is a st- starting quarterback in the NFL. What do you think? Do you think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL? I
1: like I like you just said you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Uh, I really think backing up Josh Allen on Buffalo last year is going to help him, but overall I don't think his ceiling is very high. He's a good run a good running threat in the RPO, like you said, is going to be good. I also think right now on Pittsburgh, this might be his best repertoire of weapons that he's had in his career. Najee Harris is uh, a great running back after his rookie season. If he's healthy, he's an elite running back in the NFL already, and he's only going into year two. And Deontay Johnson is a clear-cut wide receiver one. He had Allen Robinson on the Bears, but I think Deontay Johnson is very similar uh, wide receiver to Allen Robinson. And uh, Chase Claypool, a deep threat, a good, fast receiver. Um, I just think his weapons are pretty good there. He's got great coaching with Mike Tomlin, who's going to maximize. I think he's going to maximize his potential. And like you said, Kenny Pickett's there. This job's wide open, I think. Maybe not year one. I'd say, like you said, it's Trubisky's to lose. But if Trubisky comes out flat and doesn't perform well early on, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Kenny Pickett out there. Which brings us to our next point, because we're talking about the quarterbacks and the uncertainty going on in Pittsburgh right now. Do you think this team is a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender?
0: Well, I'm not sure. I've seen a lot of people like count the Pittsburgh Steelers out, like they don't have any chances in the AFC North. I wouldn't agree with that. Like you said, they are winning um, franchise, they are winning team. Under Mike Tomlin, they always seem to find ways to win. They don't always make the playoffs, but they are always competitive. So I, I'm not sure if I would say they are like a QB away from being a Super Bowl contender just because their O-line is not that great To I do like Claypool and Deontay Johnson, like you said. I, th- I think that uh, they're, one, they're they're pretty good wide receiver duo, but I'm not entirely sure any of them are like that number one alpha that is going to like – that you have to game scheme against. So Deontay's Deontay Johnson tough. could be that guy. Yeah, Deontay's he could be that guy. for sure. For sure, he could be that guy. Uh, but I need to see a little bit more. Claypool, too, I feel like sometimes he, he came – like he was really strong at first, and then he had some injury issues – he disappointed a little bit too. Um, now they don't have Juju. I don't think that's a, a big loss. It doesn't bother me. Yes, the defense is really good. The defensive line is insane. Cam Hayward, uh, TJ Watt, probably two of the like top 10 defenders in the NFL. So that always helps a lot. The Steelers always find a way to field a, a great defense too. So that's, that's very, very important to become a Super Bowl contender. I'm not like... Maybe they would be, like, a borderline Super Bowl contender if they had a guy like, I don't know, like Matthew Stafford or someone like that. But I don't think they're as good as other teams, even, like, in the division, right? I feel like the Cleveland Browns might have a a better roster than them. Uh, The Bengals uh, are up and coming. Like, we know, like, they made the Super Bowl last year. They overachieved a little bit. But they have a young team, really good team. We're going to talk about that, too. So I'm not sure. Like, I think the thing with the Steelers is – and that brings me to our next question. And I'm going to ask you, like, stepping back a little bit from being a Super Bowl contender, do you think that the Steelers can compete in the division?
1: I think it's going to be tough. This is a very tough division. And obviously, they're the worst team in this division right now without a quarterback. But touching on the them being a Super Bowl contender if they had a quarterback, I think this team all around is very solid. And Mike Tomlin is a great coach. He's a winner. And then they added Brian Flores on that defense, who is an absolute steal. He's going to get those guys playing at a really high level. And I just expect this defense to be elite this season and potentially a top 5D in all of football. Like their defensive line with Cam Hayward, TJ Watton, the addition of Larry Ogunjabi is, is going to be huge for them. Like that is elite. That defensive line could be the best in football. And then on the back end, they have Minka Fitzpatrick, another Dolphins guy that went over to Pittsburgh. He's amazing. He's a great safety. He's a top five safety in the league right now. And how, do still you, how
0: do you feel about that trade now, knowing what Minka became?
1: Well, Minka, before we traded him, we thought Minka was going to be an elite safety in the league. Like, he had a good year for the Dolphins before we traded him, but he didn't want to be here. So, like, why are we going to keep him if he doesn't want to be there, right? In terms of this team competing in this division, I think they're the worst team in the division, and that's pretty clear. If Deshaun Watson suspended the whole season, then you can make an argument that this is the third best team. But the Ravens are better, the Bengals are better, and the Browns roster, like you said, you can make an argument it's better. The Browns have a very good roster all around. We'll touch upon that in a little bit. But this team competing for the division title, I just don't see it this year.
0: Yeah, and uh, I guess – Vegas agrees with you, right? Like they have the lowest uh, over and under. We're going to talk about that a little bit too. I know that the Browns don't, don't even have one just because no one knows who's going to be the quarterback for them. So, I mean, I guess it all comes down to how good can the defense be, right? Like, can it be top five, top one? Can it be the best defense in the NFL, do you think?
1: They have potential. They have the pieces there and they have the D coordinator. Like Brian Flores, I told you on the Dolphins, he was unbelievable in the second half of the season. This team kept winning games, and uh, the defense was a huge part of it. We had a top-five defense in the second half. Sorry, the Miami Dolphins had a top-five defense in the second half. But Pittsburgh, <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a very good defense this year, which uh, which takes us into our total. So the Pittsburgh Steelers' win total this year was seven and a half, is 7.5. The over is minus 115, while the under is also minus 115. What are you going to take here, Jose?
0: Well... I guess um, I always struggle with that like because honestly I feel like the NFL is such an unpredictable like league yeah, for overall sure. For sure. that it's one of the that's why that's why it's interesting right but I'm going to go with the over and I'm going to explain why like ever since Mike Tomlin took over they never had a losing season right never yep. so how can I like I'm not going to be the guy that says oh now they're going to have a losing season just because they don't have big Ben. like I don't think the big Ben was good enough last year to be the reason that they didn't have a losing season. So I think, I think that Mike Tomlin is going to find a way to win at least eight games or nine games, right? Like, because we have a 17 game season now, but I, I, I feel like seven, 7.5 for the, for the Steelers is pretty low, just because that has literally never happened since I think it was 3 yeah, the last time they went, like they had a losing season well, was 2003. That was with uh, Bill Cowher as a coach, like wasn't even Mike Tomlin yet. So I think I'm going to go with the over. I, I like some of the additions. They brought in Miles Jack from the Jaggers, too. I think that's going to be a good addition to the defense. Like they already have a, a pretty strong front seven. Their secondary, I do have some questions about that, like. I, I love Fitzpatrick, like you said. Terrell Edmonds, I don't love him, like, the, the strong safety. He's, uh, like, a lesser version of his brother in Buffalo, who's, like, a linebacker, and I, I feel like he, he plays in the box. Like, I guess sometimes he he whiffles on some tackles. I I would like to see him uh, do a better job at that. But at the same time, I, I feel like they have enough talent. They have, like you said, like, the coaching scheme, the coaching staff, like, everyone, like the entire organization is on point. So I think they they can win more than 7.5 games, like more than eight games. So I think I'm going to go with the over. What about you?
1: I agree with you. I'm going to go with the over on this one. A serious question though. Like, would you rather have Big Ben? Like, let's say you're getting the Big Ben that you had last year, or would you rather have Trubisky who we don't really know too much about because he's been sitting for a couple of years now, but who would you rather have between those two right now? Like I would... Make yeah, an that, argument that it's Mitch Trubisky now.
0: Yeah, I, that's a good question. I, I think it's a fair point. Um, I, I well, I I mean one thing that is underrated about like veteran quarterbacks, guys like Big Ben, is the fact that they can also like set the, the protection schemes a little bit better, they can adjust the running game a little bit better too, just because they have seen everything, right? So it even helps like the running game. But at the same time, I feel like Trubisky does have enough experience. Like you said, he sat behind Josh Hans. That could help a little bit. He was in the scheme with Uh, Ken Darcy, Brian Dable, like the the guys who cooked up the scheme in Buffalo. So that's going to help a lot. And at the same time, they also have Kenny Pickett, who has like a little bit of an upside just because he's like first-round quarterback. He had a great year last year for for the University of Pittsburgh. So I feel like the combination of Trubisky and Pickett, I would rather have that than Big Ben. Yeah, and the the
1: athleticism level is, is night and day between Trubisky and Big Ben. Like the offense might open up a little bit. Even for Najee Harris, with the struggles that the offensive line faced, like with Mitch Trubisky back there and the RPO option, they could open up the field. That could open up the field for Harris. It could open up the field for uh, Trubisky and uh, the receivers as well. So we're yeah. both going to go with the over.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with you. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that that Matt Canada, the the OC for Pittsburgh, I think like you said, he's gonna have a lot more room to be creative, right? And nowadays we have seen that the, the most creative schemes in the NFL are the ones that are actually like taking over and having the most success. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I agree with you. Like going from big Ben to, to Trubisky is actually gonna help, I think, the offense and they, they may even be better than last year.
1: Yeah, for sure. Moving on to the next team, which is the the AFC champions. Cincinnati Bengals came out of nowhere last year took the league by storm Joe Burrow played phenomenal in his second year Jose I have a serious question the Bengals have high expectations based off their their fans and their talent on their team but Vegas isn't giving them that same respect their win total is nine and a half with the over being minus 115 and the under being minus 115 do you think that people are sleeping on the Bengals this season.
0: You know what, Jeremy? I'm gonna toot my own horn here because last year, before the season started, I had I I made a video for our Brazilian YouTube channel uh, about the AFC North. Yeah. And I said, like, I, I put the AFC North as the best division in football last year. And, I, and the reason for that was because I had a lot of expectations for the Bengals. I, I thought the Bengals would do really well last year. I'll be honest, I did not expect them to make the Super Bowl. But at the same time, I did expect them to make the playoffs. And and now, I mean, like, I do think, that, well, it's it's. Honestly, it's a really good question if people are sleeping on the Bengals just because I, I think that now the Bengals are due for a little bit of a regression just because everyone like knows them now, right? I,
1: 100%. percent they yeah, in the spotlight,
0: right? Like everyone's going to be trying to beat them. Like they're not the team that is going to come out of nowhere anymore. So I think that people are going to watch a lot of tape. They're going to try and cook up schemes to stop Jema Chase, that like that three-headed monster that they have at wide receiver with uh, Higgins and Boyd. So I think that that's going to be... Uh, Tough for them to like replicate the success they had last year. Uh, they have there's a little bit of an issue going on with uh the safety Jesse Bates, too, who's one of their best players on defense. So, I think, yeah, I mean, maybe I I mean, no one expects the Bingo to make the Super Bowl again, I think. So, in a way, like it's not enough respect for a team that just made the Super Bowl, but at the same time, I feel like that's fair just because. Like we said, it's not going to be easy for them to replicate. They play in a tough division, a tough conference. I don't think they they have like as much talent as some teams like the Bills, even the Chargers. And funny enough, like, uh, I was talking to some people who, who watched and who actually like listened to our last episode. And they were talking about like, Oh, because we said that the Chargers have one of the best rosters in the NFL. And I feel like some people disagree with that, but I, I, I stick to my point. I I think that the Chargers have one of the best rosters in the NFL, but at the same time, I don't think that the Bengals have like enough talent to just, you know, face everyone head on and, and, and win like 12, 13 games. I do think they have a a chance to make the playoffs just because when you have a great duel, like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, like anything could happen, but I don't think that Zach Taylor is like a hall of fame head coach. I think that he caught a break last year. So I'm going to say that, no, like, I think, the current projections for the Bengals are actually fair. I don't think that they, like, they're not going to surprise anyone, but I I don't know. It's, it's, I think that they're due for a little bit of a regression. I, what do you think? Like, I want to hear you because the Bengals are one of the harder analyses right now for me.
1: Yeah. Well, based off recency bias, they, they went to the Super Bowl, So that's what we're basing this off of. And they had a great year. I agree with you. I think they're due for a regression this year. They did add pieces to their offensive line, which was obviously quite poor last year. And Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, like people have tape on them now. They're obviously outstanding talents, but I think people are going to catch on a little bit. And like you said, the Bengals aren't going to take anyone by surprise this year. This division got better, like with the addition of Deshaun Watson. Lamar's back and healthy. I think he's going to go in demon mode this year but we'll get to that a little later, later on. I don't know if people are necessarily sleeping on the Bengals, but people are still questioning whether they're for real and whether they can make a potential run to the Super Bowl again, which I don't think they really can. But considering they went to the Super Bowl last year, why aren't the Bengals favorites to win this division? They filled their holes on the offensive line. They're a year older with a young roster. Like, why aren't the Bengals the favorites to win this division?
0: Yeah, that that's a good question. They also had a good draft, right? Like, they it's like it's different when you're drafting in the back end of the rounds. Like, the Bengals have been drafting high for for a while now, and I think that they had a a really good draft, honestly. But like, Daxton Hill was a really good pick. I, I I I think that they're not the favorites just because, like you said, last year. One of the reasons the Ravens did not make the playoffs was because Lamar Jackson was hurt, right? Like, he missed a lot of time in the back end of the season. The Ravens, I think they ended up losing, like, the last six or seven games or something.
1: The Dolphins so... messed up their season completely. Do you remember that Thursday night football game?
0: That's true. That's true, yeah. I was lost. the one that yeah. turned
1: it around for the Dolphins and then turned it around for the Ravens, and it was, it was a mess from there. But
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I, I think that the Ravens are poised to, like, take over. They lost. The, the last six games of the season, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they lost to the Dolphins, and they, then they beat the Bears and the Browns, only scoring 16 points, though, and then lost, like, six games in a row and did not make the playoffs. But I, I think – and also, like, it all comes down to Deshaun Watson as well. Like, if Watson is playing, like, over half of the season, like, I've seen rumors that he's going to be suspended for, like, two to eight games, which is kind of yeah, silly. I don't,
1: uh, two, games, two games is not happening. I think if it's, it's going to be in the six silly, to eight. Yeah i, I think guess it's gonna be in the six to eight range but
0: i guess anyways like we can oh, talk a b- more about that when we're talking about the browns but i feel like just just because the the, the, the division is really tough like it's not a it's not a, a given that that the bengals are actually going to win the division so i think that they have a chance but i would not be surprised if the ravens or the browns or even the steelers right like the steelers have such a track record of success Would I'm gonna throw you a curveball here like would it surprise you if the Steelers actually won the division
1: won the division yeah I would, uh, that would be a surprise to me them making the playoffs wouldn't be much of a surprise to me they were they were one game away from making the playoffs last year right I know it's it's tight with the wild card race and there's always like a few teams in there but they they were one game away now
0: yeah, I think yeah they finished nine and seven, right? So I think
1: nine and eight, you mean?
0: No, nine, seven, and one. They they had a tie. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, I they think... were
1: still they were still solid last year, and Big Ben was not not good at all. So like, I would be surprised if they won this division because of all the talent all around and all the 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 quality of teams in this division, but them making the playoffs. And finishing with ten wins, like I mean, this total seven and a half is low. That, I, that's why we both took the over. But them, I think that's that's a that's an easy over for me. And I think that they have a potential playoff team. Like they have talent.
0: Yeah, and uh, well, for the Bengals, it all comes down to Burrow as well. Like I feel he obviously took a major step forward last year, and he was coming off an ACL injury as well. So like people, I think that people are tend to forget that just because. He's not most like he's a mobile quarterback, but he's not like a dual threat quarterback. He doesn't take off and run, but he does pick up like a lot of first downs with his legs and he scrambles a lot as well. Like he's a he's very good scrambling coming going out of the pocket. So do you think that Burrow is going to take yet another step forward? Do you think that do you see the Burrow being like an MVP contender for for 2022?
1: One thing I was looking at actually before we uh, recorded this was the year two to year three progression for the top quarterbacks and year two has been a great year for many of the quarterbacks in the NFL like Lamar Jackson was an MVP in his second year Mahomes won MVP in his second year and Allen in his second full year as a quarterback he finished second in MVP so a lot of guys are coming into the league and kind of taking it by storm in years one and two and Year three seems to be a regression year for all those guys. I know there's still top quarterbacks in the league, but going from an MVP winner to like top five, top eight, it's a downgrade. And I think that Burrow is set for a bit of a uh, a regression, like we said. Like the whole Bengals team is down, is due for a regression. Like this team overperformed uh, their expectations last year, and Jamar Chase came in, took the league by storm. There's film on him now. Joe Mixon had a had a good year, but everything kind of went right for them last year. And that includes Joe Burrow. So I think they're due for a little bit of regression this year. And yeah. I think Joe Burrow is going to take a little bit of a step back. Doesn't mean he's not going to be really good this year, but... Yeah, I think he's going to take a little bit of a step back. What do you The
0: think? the thing with Joe Mixon is that like last year like, he won me my 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 home league in fantasy just because it wasn't one of the first years that he was actually like healthy for most of the year. I remember when I drafted him, my friend gave me like a hard time just because he like, Mixon had a lot of issues staying healthy and actually, like, being a, a 16, 17 game running back and contributing. Like, last year, he, he did miss a couple games, I think, but he overall, he was pretty consistent. He played really well. So, I, I agree with you. I think that he's also going to regress a little bit. I, I had Mixon
1: for, like, a long, a long time in my fantasies. Like, I would always take him. And then this year, I was like, okay, enough's enough. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets injured way too much. Like I'm not gonna take him, and then obviously this is the year that. And it's so plays. weird because
0: he's like uh, Joe Mixon has been in the NFL for so long now, and he's like 25 years old.
1: Yeah, that's that's feels, very, like, like very surprising. Yeah,
0: exactly. But at the same time, like yeah, I think he's gonna turn 26 for the season, and that's when running backs start to regress a little bit. So yeah. I think that's gonna be an issue for them for sure. So I agree with you, and that brings us to the over under, right? Because I like nine and a half like that's that's pretty high honestly uh I mean it's not pretty high like it's high-ish like it's this one's than really
1: tough eh I feel like this one's this one's probably the hardest one in my opinion to pick
0: yeah and I could see them going like nine and eight and also like the team that loses the Super Bowl usually struggles a little bit the next season uh we saw that with the Atlanta Falcons after they lost the Patriots we saw that uh, with the Rams when they lost to the Patriots as well, a lot of teams lost to the Patriots struggled the next year. Uh, we saw that with the 49ers. After they lost the Chiefs. They struggled the next year too. There's always like a little bit of a hangover when you lose the Super Bowl when you get that close and don't make it. And I think that that's due to happen to like to the Bengals. I'm not like like I don't feel like that strongly about it, but I'm gonna take the under here just because I think like like we said like the regression is gonna come in nine and eight. I could totally see that eight and nine. And then they, maybe next year they like they come back and they win like 12 games again next year. So what do you think? Are you taking the over or the under here?
1: I think they're spot on right there. Like, I think this is a nine to 10 win team this season. They could they could come out of the gates, like you said, after a Super Bowl appearance and be a little flat Ooh, for my pick. I guess I think I'm going to lean towards the under. But Like, no, it wouldn't surprise me if they won 10, 11 games. It also, it feels like this team's just going to take a little bit of a step back. And we already took the Pittsburgh over. We think they're going to outperform a little bit with Trubisky, at quarterback. And we haven't made our Ravens pick, but the way we've been talking about them, um, I think they're due for a really good year. And I think Lamar, like I said, he's going to be a beast this year. So I'm going to lean towards the under for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, so now that we've gotten through the Steelers and the Bengals, we're moving on to the nitty-gritty of the AFC North. I mean, (laughs) I guess the Bengals are still the nitty-gritty because they did go to a Super Bowl last year. But in terms of win totals, uh, these are the two top teams, I would say, if the Browns had a win total, which they don't. We'll see what happens with Deshaun. But we're going to the Baltimore Ravens. Very, very interesting season that they had last year. Started 8-3, and three, I believe, and then had a really tough second half slash last six games of their season. So the Ravens didn't make the playoffs last year. Lamar's back healthy, had a really good draft, arguably the best draft in the NFL. Do you think that this team is deserving of being the AFC North favorite?
0: Yes, I do think so. Um, Just an interesting note before we, we talk about the Ravens. The AFC East, our team's division, actually plays the AFC North this year. So that's going to be interesting for us. Like, the Jets play the AFC North in the first four weeks of the season. The Jets played the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken, like, back-to-back. So, like, everything we're previewing here, like, the Jets are actually going to have to go through. The Dolphins obviously also played them. Week 1 and um, 2.
1: Week 1 and 2, the Jets play the Ravens, and then the Dolphins play in Week 2.
0: That's true. So Right away. Like, and it's not a, it's not an easy um, not an easy gauntlet to go through having to play the AFC North by any means and the Ravens J K Dobbins like okay so J K Dobbins yesterday I think was or maybe two days ago he got into a Twitter argument like argument with uh, Ian Rappaport, it was yeah because yeah. Rappaport said he would not be able to be like he would not be ready for Week One but. Dobbins himself said, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be ready. Like, he's coming off an injury. Both him and Gus Edwards pretty much lost the entire season last year, right, to, to ACL injuries. So they had to resort to, like, third stringers at running back. So that hurt the team a lot because, as we know, even though Lamar Jackson is the de facto running back one for the Ravens, like, the running game is, like, the key cog in that offense. So obviously, like, losing your number one, number two guy hurts that team a lot. I think that the Ravens are they're due for a positive regression. It's the opposite of the Bengals, right? Like they they, they were like scarred by injuries. Like I think they were the worst team in grass injuries last year or like close to the worst team in grass injuries. So that every time a team gets their players back healthy, they always like like they have a positive regression. They win more games than they did last year. So I think that's going to be good for them. They still have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Like every year they do feel like a really good defense. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm biased. I I love John Harbaugh. I think he's probably uh, the, one of the best coaches in the NFL. I really think that he does a great job despite not always having like a great roster. They have the best tight end last year. In terms of yards, in Mark Andrews, he was insane. He played really well. Rashad Bateman, a lot of people think that he's going to break out this year just because uh, last year he was playing behind Hollywood Brown, who was traded to the Cardinals. He didn't get a lot of chances to be that number one guy in that offense, even though the, the Ravens don't even like pass the ball a lot. They had an insane draft. They drafted Tyler uh, uh, the, the the center, and they also drafted Kyle Hamilton, the safety, like, probably two of the best. They don't play, like, premium positions, so that's why they were available when they were for them to draft them. But at the same time, they were probably, like, two of the best five players in the draft, ten players in the draft. So, like again, the, the the Ravens always find a way to add value, even though they don't always have, like, high draft picks. They signed Morgan Moses from the Jets, so I think was a sneaky, really good uh, signing. He's a right tackle. Like, we all know how important that, like the offensive line is, Ronnie Stanley should be coming back from injury as well. It, I think that the offense is going to depend a lot on how he looks. If he's healthy, he's one of the top five left tackles in the league, so I think that would help a lot their running offense and their offense in general. So I think that's that's a big question mark. Their secondary is probably the best in the NFL. I know that she would disagree with that. I know that you have the dolphins up there. When I want No, I that, I agree. Yeah,
1: I agree with you.
0: I, 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 want you to, like, I want you to actually talk about that a little bit more, but I think they're one of the best secondaries in the NFL. I am actually I'm afraid that for the fact that the Jets have to play down week one, because I could totally see Zach Wilson having like four picks, you know, no, zero touchdowns and, and, and like the
1: confidence.
0: Exactly. Derailing the season, because that's pretty much what happened last year. Yeah. He, he played against the Panthers week one. He, did, well, I'm not going to rant about Zach Wilson, Like moving on to the Ravens again, I, I think that they're going to be able to stop a lot of the passing offenses. Um, they uh, again brought back Kalai Campbell, right. Who's an insane uh, defensive lineman. I think that's sneaky good as well. He's getting old, but yeah, he's he's yeah, a great player. Exactly. good player. Exactly, and 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 for those big guys, especially if he plays inside, like I know he's a little on the older side, but we saw other guys like even like Sue with the um, with the Buccaneers, like having a, like good seasons. Just because when you're playing inside, you don't need necessarily to be like the most mobile guy. Like you can be just a, a force in the middle of the defense, and also like the veteran. Vet, veteran leadership is really important as well so i mean there's a lot to like about that team i really do think that uh everyone coming back healthy they are the team to beat in the division and that's but it all comes down to lamar jackson right so i want to throw it back to you do you think that they are like do you think it's fair to have them as the odds-on favorite to win the division and do you think that lamar jackson is gonna come back healthy and what like like he hasn't signed an extension yet how do how do we feel about that how do you feel about Lamar Jackson and 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 the Ravens
1: to be honest like going into today's podcast I thought we were going to be disagreeing on a lot of stuff but you got the same mindset that I have especially for this division it's really weird because I think this the Ravens are the best team in this division and I think that they are the team to beat they're deserving of being the favorites I keep saying it, but Lamar's going to be really good this year. I honestly would even look at the MVP odds for Lamar because if they win that divi- this division and uh, potentially finish as a one or two seed in the AFC, he's going to be a huge part of that, and he could win MVP. But uh, for the rest of the roster, I'm not sure what I think of Rashad Bateman. Haven't seen enough of him. As their number one receiver, I mean, if there's any team to not have that bona fide number one guy, this is the team because they run so much. But also, I'm not sure if he's going to be the guy that can come in and replace Marquise Brown's production right away. Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the league. That's, that's a big one for them. And their running backs coming back healthy. It's going to open up the field for Lamar and those guys. And then the additions that they had on the, from the draft, you can't really say any teams want a draft until a couple years down the road. We don't know how these guys are actually going to perform at the highest level. But in terms of names and where they were ranked in the draft rankings, both these guys were near the top at their position. So they had a good draft in that sense. But we'll see what happens. I think that the Ravens are the best team in this division and they are the team to beat. In terms of Lamar, he's obviously going into his final year of his contract and he's turning 26 this year. So I was wondering if you think that Lamar is the long-term answer in Baltimore. Is, is his style of play sustainable, considering the fact that Michael Vick, when he was 26, he got suspended, whatever. So he didn't play when he was 27 and 28. But beyond 26, he only made one Pro Bowl for the rest of his career. So Lamar's hitting that age where he's getting older for a running cor- quarterback. What do you think? And is his play sustainable?
0: Yeah, I get. what well, you nailed it in the head, right? Like Michael Vick was rested, right? So that's, I that's that that changes everything. Um, that's well, that's the million or maybe even billion dollar question for the Ravens, right? Uh, do I think he's the long term solution? As in, like, is he gonna be that good when he's thirty five? Probably not.
1: Well, thirty five. He's not signing a nine year deal, but exactly. Like, so,
0: but that's 30. my point. That's my point, right? Yeah. That's my point. Like, if you like a four or five year deal. Can I, do I think he can be that dynamic when he's like 30? I think so. Like I honestly, we have never seen a guy like him. Michael Vick, obviously the closer, like the closest guy we ever saw to, to Lamar Jackson. My, but Michael Vick, how, how old was Michael Vick when he was arrested? Like maybe 27, 28? 27.
1: He didn't play in his age, 27, 28 seasons, but his, his first season following that he was like, I think, second in Offensive Player of the Year voting, like, he won Comeback Player of the Year.
0: Exactly. So, I I do think that Lamar could, like, still be a really, really good quarterback for the next four years, at least. Um, It all comes down because with Vic, as well, like, missing two years, that's a lot for a player, too, right? Like, it's it's not easy to stay in shape. It's not easy to be as dynamic, not playing. So, I think that and I wouldn't say, like, super long-term, but, like, medium-term, I would say that if I were the Ravens, I would extend him, depending on how much he's asking to you. Like, obviously, like, you cannot give him, like, no. I would not pay him more than the Chiefs are paying Mahomes or the Bills are paying Allen. Obviously, he's not – I don't think he's as good as those guys. But something like what the the Cowboys are paying back, um, I think that that could be fair. Like, what the, Raven, what the Raiders just gave – Derek Carr as well like I know that's a little bit like probably Lamar is looking for more money than that so but I do think that like if you like my question to you is like if you move away from from Lamar Jackson let's say they they don't feel like they they should extend him and they let him walk next year who are you gonna replace him with right
1: yeah there's not many elite quarterbacks and he's one of them so and they're hard to come by right like do you want to start over and take a guy that you might need to work with and rebuild over the next couple of years? Or do you want a guy that you know is going to be up there if one healthy is a top uh I gotta be careful with what I say here. Probably in my opinion he's a top seven, eight quarterback. So that's fair. Yeah, no, like I would say that signing him to a long term deal is probably the call. I think he has all the leverage in this situation because he is an elite quarterback and they're hard to come by. I saw on spot uh spot track, I think, where they have like the contract details and all that stuff. His expected market value is forty-three point two million per year, which is a lot of money.
0: A lot of money, yeah.
1: I don't know if I'm going that high, but he's the answer to the best the best possible solution to this team over the next at least three four years in my opinion if they want to win a Super Bowl which this team I think they're talented enough to win a Super Bowl
0: I think Um, so and and 43 million is a lot of money like it's um it's even enough to buy a house in Toronto right so oh yeah
1: (laughs) barely barely enough (laughs) all right so the win total for the Ravens is is nine and a half Nine and a half for the Ravens. It's minus 140, so there's a little bit of juice on the over, and then plus 115, plus 110. I don't know, I'm scrambling right now. It's plus 110 on the under. Um, it's kind of clear where we're both heading here, but what's your pick?
0: So yeah, I, I feel like for entertainment value, I should just disagree a little bit more. But it turns out that we just agree and we got to see the AFC North. It's, a, it's a uh, kind of
1: annoying. Eh? I wanna, yeah, I want like, to like delete a little <laughs> bit. But, I
0: guess yeah. it's just the AFC East fans in us worried that our teams are going to struggle against the AFC North. But, anyways, I yeah, like like you said, like uh, you can see coming, I mean, I'm going with the over here. I think that the, the Ravens are actually going to be better than people think this year. I feel like. Uh, they're getting everyone back healthy, they're a really good team, they know how to win. They have proven like yeah. in the past five years or so that they're one of the best teams in the AFC overall, not only like in the AFC North. So I think that they're gonna win the division. I, I would take the over. I think that's a good bet. Uh, don't quote me on that on that. I'm not the greatest betting expert, but I think that's a good bet. You can you can talk a little bit more about that. But I, I would go with the over here, I think. Like, they have the same wing total as the Bengals, right? And, like, we discussed, we feel like that the Ravens are due for, like, a better season than the Bengals. So I, if I went with the belly under with the Bengals, I'm going to go with the belly over for the for the Ravens just because I could see them winning, like, 10, 11, even maybe 12 games and, and, and being, like, the, the team to beat in the division. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I completely – this is one of my, I guess – I'm gonna say it right here. This is one of my locks of the season. I really believe that this team is going over this win total. I think they're gonna win the division. Maybe if you want more value value, I'd take the Baltimore Ravens to win the division. Based on their schedule, they still have to they have to play the uh the AF- the NFC South, which is kind of a weaker division, I guess. Like the bottom two teams, the Falcons and the Panthers, are pretty weak. The Saints, you could argue, are a uh borderline playoff team in Tampa's good, but that's not a great division. And Yeah, this team, talent-wise, I think is the best team in this division. It's just a matter of staying healthy. And hopefully Lamar can come in and have a really good year this year because he's a great quarterback and he's a really tough person to guard on defense.
0: Agreed. Sadly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree. Next week, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll make an Only offer, effort. Only Yeah, exactly. To disagree Only disagreements
1: you. for us next but week. But
0: this week, is uh, we're all on point. Like, I agree 100% with, with uh, your takes.
1: Yeah, and we got one more team left to talk about. The team that's been in the news all off season after signing Deshaun Watson to a $230 million fully guaranteed deal. I guess the question I'd like to start you off with is, how long do you think Deshaun Watson ends up getting suspended?
0: Yeah, that that's the question on everyone's mind, right? I mean, everyone wants to know how long he's gonna be away from football. I I don't want to like I I've talked a lot about like how we should treat that situation with the. necessarily like caution just because it's it's a very delicate situation it's it's awful for everyone involved it's like awful like the accusations are pretty pretty severe so I think that like everything needs to be investigated properly hopefully like justice is is like on point here I'm not gonna I I don't have enough information right to actually like be the judge here so I'm gonna I we're gonna stick to football here so I think that like the
1: loss the loss of Deshaun no matter how long it is obviously this is a very tough situation and we can't we don't know anything like no one exactly, seems to know yeah, anything
0: exactly and I'll, I'll be honest like if the accusations are true i hope he never plays again right like if, yeah, if, it's if they found a, out a, he actually penalty. exactly if he actually did what he's been accused of i hope he never plays again because that's that that should never happen like and the nfl should never like uh, support something like that but at the same time, like, yeah, they, they they have a little bit of a glass ceiling, right? Because like other similar cases, especially in regards to like guys off the field, like owners and, and GMs and stuff like that, also came to light recently, right? So uh, I, I'm not sure. Like it, it, it all depends on on like the NFL's investigations, because that's who's gonna actually like issue a suspension. They created like a, a whole like panel to actually investigate and and decide what's the best course of action so if he's out for the season which it doesn't seem like he's going to be now just from the latest rumors it doesn't seem like he's going to be suspended the whole season the Browns have a really good shot of making the playoffs like if he's playing for like half the season I'm, I'm gonna throw you a question too because like from a football standpoint uh let's say that the Browns actually like get Deshaun Watson for half a season. How do you feel like he's going to play? Like, do you think he can come in for like eight games and be like a superstar without ever playing with any of his teammates without actually like being able? Because if he's suspended, he's not able to practice too, right? So that's going to hurt a little bit like in regards to learning the new scheme from Kevin Stefanski and stuff like that. So how do you feel if he's suspended for like eight games, do you think he can be like a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback for the second half of the season?
1: It's a very good question. Like the last time we saw Deshaun Watson was two years ago. He's on a new team now, and I mean he's been through OTAs with the team, but really not getting the the game reps is going to be uh, a huge downfall, especially because he, he's he's going to get suspended. It's just a matter of how long, and if he's only getting eight games, like you said, this team can make the playoffs. I think he's going to come in and be a very good quarterback. He's coming into a very good situation, right? He's got a very good O-line. He's got all those guys. Um, He's got Amari Cooper now. He's got Njoku, who hasn't been great over the past couple years. But he's a good player. And just that offensive line and the running back tandem with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is going to help him out a lot. It's going to take off a lot of pressure. And I think that's how they're going to kind of ease him in. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to take advantage of that elite offensive line. So I think they're going to be pretty good this year with Deshaun. And it only helps them if if he does come back this year, which, like like we said, like we have no information. We have no idea whether he will or not. Um, going into next year, if he gets those eight games and whether they make the playoffs or not is going to be very big. But considering that he's going to be out for the foreseeable future most likely, do you think that the Browns can make the playoffs without Deshaun as their quarterback?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, like the second question in everyone's mind when it comes to the Browns, just because uh, everyone, like you said, is expecting a suspension, at least for the like you know, six to eight games range. I think that they, they could make the playoffs without him. Uh, last year, they, they struggled a lot. Baker Mayfield had an injury to his shoulder that hurt a lot. Like, didn't play well. So that's like a little bit of a, a, a like a spot a stain on in their season last year. Just because we don't know how they would have fared with like a, a more complete team, which is like Mayfield 100%. Their first half of the schedule is not that hard too. Like they played Carolina, which should like they should win against Carolina. They played the Jets week two. I'm actually going to that game, and I 100% expect the Jets to lose that game. Uh, they play Pittsburgh uh, on uh, Thursday night football at home. Usually teams, but without the
1: Sean, without the Sean, like versus Pittsburgh. I mean, the first two games, yeah, I could agree with you, but uh...
0: no, I know, but it's at home, right, for a a Thursday night football game. Like usually teams playing at home on Thursday night have a little bit of an advantage. Week four they play Atlanta, like. I mean, yeah. it's a team rebuilding as well. And then they play the Chargers, which is a tough, tough game, but it's at home. They play the, the 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 Patriots at home as well. And then Baltimore and Cincinnati. So I feel like they could go four and four or something like that.
1: Yeah, that could be, that would be ideal for them, right?
0: Exactly. And then they have the bye week and like if Deshaun is suspended for eight weeks he would come right after the bye, which would be ideal for them and that that would be the, the game after the bye. that would be the Miami Dolphins so maybe Watson like he debuts against the Dolphins how do you feel about that by the way oh
1: he'll come he'll come out rusty I'm not I'm not, I'm not worried about it I, I honestly <laughs> I was just looking at that before you mentioned I'm like I looked at the schedule I'm like god damn <laughs> are you kidding me because I haven't heard anything more than eight games. It's either a year or it's going to be like, well, now I'm hearing two to eight games, but I don't think it's going to be that. Like six to eight games. And then looking at the schedule, it's like, oh, great. Yeah, exactly. By, so... We got Miami. <laughs> we got Miami.
0: It's totally, it totally sounds like Miami to have Deshaun, like, debut against them. Miami, as we know, like, both the Jets and the Dolphins have a, a little bit of, like, Bad luck lately. So yeah.
1: and we were but rumored I, to get him too, right? There was the whole Deshaun
0: Watson. That's uh, true. That's true. Yeah, uh, and I think that for a while, like Stephen Ross, right, the, the owner of the Dolphins, was interested. But at the same time, I like I'm glad that the Dolphins like made the right decision and did not like compromise their whole future for a guy who we don't even know. If, how long he's going to play because like the thing is with the too, like he could be suspended for like eight games and then something else comes up, right? Like another accusation, something else comes up and he's suspended again. Like, I don't think that the NFL, if they suspended him for like eight games, it doesn't mean that he's not going to get suspended again. I would say like, just because new, new stuff could come up. So, I think it's very risky for the Browns to give as much money as they gave to to Deshaun. But at the same time, yeah, let's let's talk about the backup quarterback a little bit. Jacoby Brissett, like they obviously could not keep Baker Mayfield because Mayfield was very upset with the team. And I, I like they they're gonna play the Carolina Panthers Week One. That's gonna be very interesting to see, like to watch Deshaun not Deshaun Baker go against his former team. But Brissett is a decent backup QB. Like he's not the best backup QB in the NFL, but he's s- certainly not the worst as well. Like he's really good for a backup. I think he could push the team to win like four, like I said, like four the first eight games. And like, if Deshaun comes back and he is the guy that we saw in Houston, like he's the guy that's, uh, I don't know, like top five, top six quarterback in the NFL. Are the Browns a Super Bowl contender? If they get that Deshaun Watson, what do you think?
1: Yeah. For sure. This is one of the most talented rosters, top to bottom, in my opinion. And uh, adding Deshaun Watson, if he's healthy and playing at the level that we saw before he this whole situation happened, then this team is for sure a Super Bowl contender. And In terms of Jacoby Brissett coming in there, I wasn't very impressed with Jacoby on the Dolphins. But also, it was a tough situation with that offensive line. Like, just a brutal offensive line last year. Night and day
0: from what he's gonna have with the Browns, right? Yeah, he's going
1: from 32 to arguably one in offensive yeah. line, so he's gonna have some time. He's he's not a bad quarterback; like he's one of the better backups in the league, I think. But can this team make the playoffs in this division with Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback? I don't know. They it helps them obviously that they have that easy beginning schedule, and if they go four and four, I think that's the best case scenario realistically. So yeah, if they go I, four uh, and four.
0: I, I think, sorry to sure. cut you off there, but I think that if if Watson is out for the for entire season, I don't think that the Browns make the playoffs. That's yeah. why they don't have a, an over and under right now, right? Because yeah. no I feel knows. like Vegas, yeah, yeah thinks the same, right? I mean, like, let's say they, like, Deshaun gets suspended for 16, 17 games, then I think that the Browns would not be able to make the playoffs. But if he's out for, like, six games, then I could totally see them making the playoffs.
1: yeah. Yeah, no, this team's definitely talented and can make up some ground with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. The upgrade from Jacoby Brissett to Deshaun Watson would be massive. So let's say Deshaun Watson gets suspended for the whole season. This team has some decis- decisions to make in regards to the free agents. They've got some upcoming free agents, Jack Conklin, the right tackle. They've got Jadavian Clowney, who they just signed to a one-year deal this year, 10 mil. He's a good, very good player. And he's getting a little little older and he's regressing a little bit, but he's a, still a very good player. And then Kareem Hunt, obviously, running backs are kind of replaceable, but having that backfield of Chubb and Hunt is very effective. So where does this team go next year with all the money they're paying Deshaun? Do you think they're going to be able to sign these guys? And what, what should they do next offseason if Deshaun gets suspended for a full season?
0: Uh, I think that, like, they should do their best to resign Jack Conklin just because he has been a really good right tackle ever since they signed him off Tennessee. I think he's, like, 27 years old still. Like, he's pretty young, so he could be their guy for the next, like, five, six years. So I would, like, put all the efforts into re-signing him, and I would let Kenny Hunt and, and Jay David McLean walk. I know it's not ideal. Like you said, it's really good to have – a uh, a backfield duo of guys like Hunt and Chubb, but at the same time, like Hunt's actually the backup running back. Right, like you you should not, never spend money on a guy who's going to be your backup running back, no matter how good they are. So yeah, D-
1: Dernis Johnson, right? He came in last year and had some really good games.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The thing with Johnson is, like, he's a little bit, like, his playing style is a little more similar to, to Chubb, so that's why, like, they like having, like, guys who can compliment themselves. But you can find guys like that in the draft as well. Like, we, we have seen, like, last year, the, the San Francisco 49ers draft Elijah Mitchell is, like, the sixth Round, I think it was, and and he came in and, and, and had a really good season. So you can always find running backs in the draft. So I would not spend money. And Jay David Clowney, he, uh, he's a polarizing player, right? Like he like he is good against run, really good. He's never been that guy against against the the, the, the past. Like he was drafted to be like a twenty sacks, fifteen sacks a year kind of guy, but he was never that guy. I feel like that hit he had during his college career is still like paying dividends for him because everyone remembers him taking like the head off the the yeah. running back I think he was. <laughs> Crazy. So I would I would let him walk as well. Like I, the Browns to me have one of the best secondaries in the league as well. Like I feel like. Uh the secondaries in the in the AFC North are really strong. Like we talked about the Ravens. And I think the Browns have one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Like he they 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 have Josh John Johnson, the, the safety. Uh he was a really good addition last year. Very they good, have yeah, yeah he's, Greg he's Newsom's coming into his own Like they drafted him last year. He should like cornerbacks usually take a big jump year two. Uh Denzel Ward, we all know he's one of the, the best uh cornerbacks in the NFL. I know he he's being paid a lot of money, but I think he's worth it. Grant Delpit, they spend a high like draft capital on him too. So I, I feel like they have a really good secondary. And that like, usually if you look at the best teams in the NFL, they almost always have a very good secondary. So, like, you can focus on your secondary and Miles Garrett, who's probably top three edge rushers in the NFL. And yeah. that should be enough to, to get you like a top 10, top 12 defense. So I don't think that they need to spend a lot of money on Clowney. So maybe what I'm worried about with the Browns is actually like who's Deshaun Watson going to throw the ball to? I know Amari Cooper's there. he's not exactly the most reliable guy. And he's always he always seems to be injured, but he always plays as well. Like he it's not like he misses a lot of time, but he like he it's always with something. So sometimes he disappears or a stretch. He doesn't have like great games. Their second guy is Donovan Peoples Jones. I don't like him. Like, a lot of people, they, they drafted David Bell. I think he was in the third round or fourth round. I'm not sure. Like, a lot of people love David Bell. I've heard a lot about him. So, maybe he can be the second guy. David Njoku, hey, Njoku, he just got a lot of money. Not sure if he's that guy as a tight end as well. So, it concerns me a little bit. I, I feel like that the Browns should focus a little bit more on, on wide receiver for next year. But right now, like we said, they have a really good roster. And if Deshaun is available, they, they probably have a very good chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. Which brings us to the over-under, right? Because, like, I, I even though, I, I, I actually want to ask you about that. Do you remember yeah. when was the last time a team did not have an over-under, like, before the season began? Because since you know a lot more about betting than I do, like, is that a common thing? Like, does that happen a lot? Or is that just a, such a special circumstance with what's happening with the Deshaun Uh
1: It's... In the off season, it's kind of like a special circumstance. But throughout the season, there's stuff that goes on within teams that kind of alter the total. So there's points where you'll look in like week six and one of the team's total isn't on there. So it's not like a special occurrence in the sense that like this never happens. But during the off season, it's pretty rare. And something this extreme is it's going... I don't even know what they're going to do about the total. Like whether Deshaun... I don't know how they're going to figure out what the total is going to be, but especially if he gets suspended for like six games, like how do you even like judge how well they're going to do in the first six weeks and then see like judge how well Deshaun's going to be when he comes back or how good he's going to play. It's just a weird situation. And if I was to peg the total with Deshaun Watson, it'd probably be at 10, 10 and a half, I would say. And then without Deshaun Watson, if he's out there, if he doesn't play the whole season, I'd probably say seven and a half, as their total. That's why I don't I th- think they're going to yeah. make
0: the playoffs. Something, I, something I, around I, there. I think that's fair. And if you like, if you say that Watson is going to be suspended for like half the season, then maybe you go with something like eight and a half, nine and a half. You know, yeah, like something in between there. So yeah, but I yeah I I'm not even gonna like comment on what i would go we, uh, honestly we don't even have a line but we don't
1: know we have no idea so we but even if we had
0: there. like an it like i have no i honestly I, I could see the browns winning seven games i could see the browns winning 12 games like neither would surprise me just because we don't know what's going on and that we can we can always like come back later yeah, on but
1: even if there was a total like i'm probably staying away from that no matter what just because we yeah. don't know there's so many questions that we need to ask about this team and they have a talented roster, but we haven't seen Deshaun in two years. So Makes is he going to come and be the same quarterback that he was on Houston? I mean, We're going to so, but... know
0: a lot about them on week two. If they lose to the Jets, then just hammer the under. And, if they lose and... to
1: the Jets, <laughs> the season's over. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they yeah. Bags, they pack their bags and they, they start golfing <laughs> week two
0: uh i guess but yeah we'll see we'll see it's, uh, yeah we, we we'll keep following like the situation closely just because it's the i feel like it's the most talked about like uh topic in the offseason for sure with in regards to the nfl we should know soon enough because training camp is just around the corner right so i think that we're gonna have some news on deshaun pretty soon
1: thank you for listening to episode three of the nfl in the zone podcast we are now 50 days away from the NFL season, and I absolutely cannot wait. It's been a crazy off season, and the start of the season cannot come soon enough. We have done three divisions so far in the AFC. The final division that we will be doing is the lowly AFC South. There's still some topics to discuss, some very interesting topics. We got Trevor Lawrence uh, with a much better team this year. So We'll talk about uh, whether they, we think they're going to break out We've got Tennessee losing their wide receiver one, the whole Tannehill-Malik Willis situation that went on at the draft. I I didn't think too much of it, but we'll discuss that. And then we've got the Indianapolis Colts with the addition of Matt Ryan and the Houston Texans with Davis Mills, who some people think this guy is going to be very good. And he had a very good season last year, or a good season. People, I think he had a good season, but... His season was compared to Tua's, and people are like, oh, this, guy was, this guy's so good, but then they say Tua sucks. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. But the AFC South... Jose, do you have any final words?
0: Yeah, it it, it wasn't gonna be uh, an NFL in the Zone episode without at least one one thing about Tua, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we can never, never,
0: We can never, we can never, yeah, we can never forget. Uh, but I agree with you. I don't think that Davis Mills had that good of a season, but we can talk more about that ne- next uh, week. That's gonna be interesting. Like you said, a lot of interesting topics to discuss. That's a good thing about the NFL. Like I feel like every single team has something interesting about them. Just because with the draft and like how quickly things change in the nfl it's gonna be fun to talk about that uh, thanks for everyone that listened uh, up to here i know we talked a lot but again it's always fun to talk about the nfl in 50 days i'm excited uh it's it's closer and closer training camps coming up uh i can't wait to like follow everything and and hear that everyone's in the best shape of their lives and everything is going well for all 32 teams until the season starts uh so yeah i see you guys next week thanks Jeremy.